If you don't plan, you don't do. We really hope you're enjoying this week leading up to Christmas and New Year. Hope you're taking some time for yourself to really relax and enjoy and get swept up with all the good stuff that is happening this season. And another good thing that's happening is our wonderful giveaway. Don't forget, if you leave us an Apple Podcast review, we will enter you to win a free consult with Anita and I. All you have to do is leave the review and we'll announce the winner on January 12th. So thanks in advance for that. And if you hadn't had the opportunity yet to check out Vodacast, definitely check out Vodacast, the new podcast player that also includes images of lots of things that we're talking about. So this episode, along with many of our other episodes, are uploaded already onto Vodacast. So go check them out. The link will be in the show notes. Now let's get on with our 20 steps to an expertly decorated home. And we have a lot to cover today, Kelly. We do. And we cannot emphasize the importance of making a plan, whether you're decorating or redecorating. And we're probably going to run through some of these things fairly quickly so we can get all of our ideas and steps in for you in one episode. And then if we feel like other items on the list need more attention, we can always break it down into different episodes. You're going to get 20 steps of how to do a decorating plan in the episode today. So if you are a note taker, grab your pen and pencil and let's get rolling. So I'll toss out the steps and then Anita and I will jump in and let you know if you need to have a little more detail on them. The first thing that we suggest that you do is to look at your home inside and out with fresh eyes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think this is important. And so what you're going to do is walk through your house as if you'd never seen your house before and try to see it like a visitor sees your house that's never seen it before. So walk through and kind of notice things and look at things that you might not have even paid attention to before. Exactly. And number two step is take photos of each room. Now that was Anita's bright light. (laughs) Everybody was like, that's the best idea. Honestly, I think that will hold true as like the tip of all time. Because when you start taking photos of each room, you definitely see things that you don't see. And so if you're trying to have fresh eyes, you might not have fresh eyes unless you're looking at at the room in a photo. Well, that's right. And the photo doesn't lie. You really will notice things, I promise you, in the photo that you do not notice when you're in the room in person. Things will become crystal clear from the photo uh, when you look at it. But also, I love the idea of a photo in the beginning because this is your before photo. So it's really imperative that you take that picture. Right. So it serves both purposes. Okay. And, you know, we should say that these steps are steps. They should be taken in order. So we're giving you them them to you in the order in which we think you should address them when you're decorating or redecorating. And this is how you're going to have this overall plan that's really going to work for you. So number three, take your architecture into consideration. It really matters the style of home you have. It will inform a lot of the decisions that you make going forward as to how you're going to decorate the interior. Mm-hmm. Right. And also keep the neighborhood in mind. Uh, what What's going to work in this neighborhood? And maybe you want to go off-road, but I think it's just something to think about before you start your project. Number four, assess and list the givens 
and or the must stays. So a given may be your ceiling height. Ah, yes. What's an example of a must stay? Well, maybe you have some flooring that you don't really like, but you cannot afford to replace it. So we dealt with this with uh, a client recently where we talked about maybe putting in some large carpets to cover that floor that she wasn't so happy about. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to take that all into consideration. Are you going to have to decorate around it? Is there a way that you can mask it? Or is it a way that you can embrace it or change it so you love it? But these are the things that you can't change, at least right now. Number five kind of comes up a lot, budget. Now, we encourage you always to think about budget in a more positive way and not in a limiting way, but in a way that gets you to be more creative, to think out of the box. So I think that's a healthier way to look at budget because this, that word is like, wah, wah, nobody likes that. So, but it's a reality. If you can't replace the floor that Anita just mentioned, then can't, but you might be able to do other things that are fabulous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you need to keep that in mind. And if you have some play there, once we get to the pricing later on, you might want to make an adjustment to your budget, but it's good to have some sort of number that you know you've got to work with because that really is going to affect what you can do and what you can't do. Number six, break down your plan, your the plan you're forming right now into the separate rooms that you're going to address. Maybe the whole house. It may be just one or two rooms. It may be one room. So you're going to want to assess what rooms are involved and then Now you're starting to get a little more specific in the plan. Yeah, I think this is so important because I think it's like looking at an elephant and eating it. It seems way too big, but if you break it down by one bite at a time or break it down one room at a time, it becomes much more, it feels more doable. But the other thing is I really love the idea of just doing one room at a time. And when I've done this, I can feel some sense of accomplishment and I can look back and say, that room is done, now on to the next one. So I love this approach to decorating to really do one room at a time. Yeah, I agree. That's a great way to do it. You're not water bugging all around and you actually have this sense of accomplishment and the room is done. So when you're breaking it down now in the step number six into separate rooms, there's lots of reasons why you do it. It helps you prioritize rooms. It helps you figure out where you're going to put the funds that you have in your budget to what rooms and what rooms can wait a little bit. So there's a lot of reasons why you're going to want to start narrowing it down and separating the rooms out. Another one is step number seven, you have to really consider function. So not only the overall function, how, how many people are in your house, how many pets, you know, are there people coming and going? Do you have house guests a lot? How do you want your home to function overall, but how you want each one of these rooms to function? If you're not a family who watches TV together, do you need a big family room with a giant TV on the wall? If you're not a family that's very large. And so you don't need a large dining room to eat together every night. You can eat in the kitchen. That might inform some decisions about how the dining room's used. Maybe that becomes a multi-purpose room. So all these things will help you decide how you're going to decorate the rooms. Number eight, take a look. Is anything missing in your house? Now, I don't mean like where's my keys or the remote or something, but things like I need an office, but there isn't an office in this house currently. Uh, We could really use more closets. There's not enough closets. Uh, Maybe not 
dedicated closets, but we just need more storage. That's going to inform your choices for furnishings and maybe even doing a little bit of construction in some of the rooms. Yeah, that's a good point. Especially storage is very important to know if you're going to need much storage because that needs to be part of your plan, how you're going to address that. Right. There are so many options with furnishings where storage is available, almost like secret storage. Like you don't even know that ottoman opens up or, Mm -hmm. you know, there is something under that bookcase. So it can be something that you can then fill in the blank and fill in the storage with some of your furniture choices. But if you don't think about it and then you've bought an ottoman that doesn't have storage, well, you've lost that opportunity. Okay. So this is a good one. And this is fun. Number nine is assess your style and figure out what it is. Oh, this is so important. And we've done a couple of episodes on this. We'll link to those. But this is a critical step. You need to know what your look is going to be before you get started. So this is a very important step. Right. And we have lots of suggestions about how you do that in these other episodes. Look around, start yourself some secret Pinterest boards, pull things out of magazines. Look at the style that you have right now. Back in step one, when you're just assessing your whole house and taking a look at it, decide, do I love what's going on here? Maybe you do. Fantastic. How could I add more of that? Or if I want to get away from a certain look or a certain color palette, how am I going to segue? Because sometimes you just can't go from one look to another right away. That's very expensive, dramatic, and just may not be within the budget. So figure out what your style is, what you want your style to be. We would suggest number 10 is to make a Pinterest board for each room that you're going to be decorating. Don't mix them. So make these secret boards, make boards for each room, then pin things accordingly. And that'll help you not only separate them out functionality-wise, look-wise, style-wise, and then you can see overall where you're going with regard to the look and the color palette. Yeah. If you want to do a mood board, you can, but you do not have to. You can simply put some Pinterest boards together. But if you want to create an actual mood board where you're pulling specific things together and putting it all in one place, one chair, one fabric, and all of the stuff, carpet, curtains, and so forth, a few free resources are Canva and Adobe Spark. So you can try those. Yeah. And that's pretty easy to do. And it's fun. So now we're talking about separating the rooms out. Now we would suggest in number 11 is to prioritize the rooms because as Anita pointed out, it really is very satisfying to do one room completely rather than, oh, I put a lamp in in you know the bedroom and I've got a chair for the living room, then it feels like you're not really done. It's going to take you a lot longer to get that satisfaction. So prioritize the rooms, decide what you're going to tackle first and where most of the budget is going to go. And Anita loves this one. Step 12, your palette. Oh, the color palette. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You just want a few main colors and, and maybe up to four supporting colors. And this is going to be very important. We're going to try to stick with these colors as you decorate the room. Yeah. So as we've said, a limited color palette. That doesn't mean it has to be neutral. Neutrals are nice to work into every palette, but you don't want a zillion different colors. We can reference different episodes that we talk about the limited color palette, but it comes up over and over again. And we know a lot of you have started embracing that way to decorate because of you've been emailing us about it. So it really does work. So you haven't tried the limited color palette, definitely give that a whirl. 
Number 13, lucky number 13, what you will use, give away, sell, reupholster, and or paint or upcycle in some way. Number 13, we're starting to get a little bit more specific, right? So we're going to talk about actual pieces of furniture, actual pieces of decor. Yeah. So there may be something in your room you really have never liked. Now is the time to think about getting rid of it, giving it away or selling it, consigning it. There's so many options for moving furniture out of your house, whether you give it away or sell it. I think this is the time to look at that. And sometimes the solution is just to paint it. Yeah. The fresh eyes thing that we talked about way back in step one, while you're looking with fresh eyes, you know, you might make some notes to yourself. I'm on the fence, but maybe grandma's upright piano needs to go or my coffee table. It looks like it got stuck in 1985. These things now when we're at step 13, it's time to sort of let them go. Don't, you know, don't get, unless you hate it, hate it, hate it. Don't get rid of it until you've done all these other steps. Because who knows, you might find a place for it. And it may, giving new life might work in a different room. But now we're at step 13. You've done all this other work. You're ready now. And it's going to feel so good when the you know, the thrift store truck pulls up or you stuff it in your your trunk and you go give it to somebody who can really use it. Step 14, make a list, a list for your projects. That is going to be what you're painting or what you need to get a carpenter in for. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Or any kind of workman that you're going to have come in and do this or that or curtains that need to be hung. I think there's a list of things of labor activities that might need to occur in your project. Right. All these steps should be done in this order for best effect, but they interrelate. So you make a list of these projects. If some of them involve contractors and whatnot, go get your estimates because that's going to figure into, what was it, number five, your budget, right? So all these things are going to be able to help you inform your decision. So really, what room are you going to pull the trigger on first and get going on first? This is a great time for me to jump in and let you know who is bringing decorating tips and tricks to you. Lush decor pillows, runners, and bedding are making my home so beautiful. The black and white runner and pillows look so great with the pops of red I've put around the house for the holidays. And the bedding, well, it making my daughter's room absolutely princess-like. Like us, Lush Decor inspires your inner designer with curated looks and carefully crafted collections that take the guesswork out of styling your home. They're a one-stop shop for every room, no matter your personal style. Lush Decor has something or some things gorgeous waiting for you. I received those gingham round pleated pillows that I was swooning over. They're even better looking in person. And the Sherpa pillows are so soft, as well as this gorgeous white bedding bundle. So head to lushdecor.com slash podcast and use the promotion code decorating to save 35% off. And you can feel even better about shopping at Lush Decor because a portion of the proceeds of many items goes to the Make-A-Wish Foundation. That's lushdecor.com slash podcast and use the promo code decorating to save 35%. Hello, Bonafide, and so glad you're here. Bonafide offers natural solutions for a woman's perfectly natural symptoms. Bonafide's mission is to provide women with naturally powerful remedies 
to safely treat the natural symptoms that occur throughout their lives, from PMS to menopause, postmenopause, and everything else along the way. Bonafide believes every woman deserves relief without compromise. No hormones added and no prescription needed. You can receive 20% off your purchase when you subscribe to any product at hellobonafide.com using the code DTT for 20% off. That's Hello Bonafide, H-E-L-L-O-B-O-N-A-F-I-D-E.com. Use the code DTT for 20% off. Bonafide believes every woman deserves relief without compromise. And the clickable link will be in our show notes. Holiday magic is filling the air, and so is our new sponsor, Scentville. Scentville invites you to decorate your air with the first and only 100% natural scented oil plug-in refill. All natural, just the way we like it, lavender, eucalyptus, and so many other scents. I have a Scentville plugged in to the warmer in my barn, and it is filling the air with a delightful Palio Santo scent. It's fabulous. You choose your favorite, you snap it into the plug-in, and in minutes, the air smells divine. And now that it's all natural, there's no reason not to go for the safety and convenience of a plug-in. And you're going to receive 10% off your order and fast, free shipping. Head to scentfill.com slash DTT and use the promotion code DTT10 for 10% off your order. That's scentfill, S-C-E-N-T-F-I-L-L dot com slash DTT, promo code DTT10 for 10% off. Joy to the world and joy in your home with Joybird. Joybird lets you choose from over 18,000 customization options to find the perfect piece of furniture or decor for your one-of-a-kind style. From rich buttery leathers to the softest velvets, you're sure to find the fabric and texture that's right for you. Joybird is committed to creating quality furniture and a more sustainable future. That's why I love shopping with Joybird. I'm eyeing the Minka Lumbar Pillow in Royal Gunmetal Each piece of Joybird furniture or decor is made with incredible care using responsibly sourced materials free of harmful chemicals. And they also have a 90-day return policy. Create a space that brings you joy with Joybird. Visit joybird.com slash D-T-A-T and get 30% off your purchase. That's 30% off at joybird.com slash D-T-A-T. I'm hoping that the holidays brings a little relaxation time. That'll give me uninterrupted hours to catch up on Acorn TV. Acorn TV is the largest commercial-free British streaming service that features compelling stories, exclusive premieres, and originals you won't find anywhere else. I am loving The Larkins. It's a period drama. It's set in the late 1950s in the beautiful Kent countryside. The Larkins is a story of a working class family, and it has not only gorgeous scenery, but drama, intrigue, and romance. I think you're going to love it too, along with all the other wonderful programming you get with Acorn. And in fact, you get thousands of hours of new content on Acorn TV for just a fraction of the cost compared to most streaming services at only $5.99 per month. I not only love watching Acorn TV, it's so easy to watch. The app is so easy to navigate. Try Acorn TV for free for 30 days by going to Acorn 
TV and use my promotion code DTT. But you have to enter the code in lowercase letters. That's acorn, A C O R N dot TV with the code lowercase DTT to get your first 30 days free. 15 is also a list, but this is a fun list. You're going to make a list of things that you would like to buy. You are not going to buy anything yet, but you're going to make a list. <laughs> oh, darn. <laughs> no, no. You be- I hope no one was shopping between step one and I step know. 15. It's so hard. You can make a list of things that you're going to buy. And it can be very specific because maybe you had your eye on things while you're doing all this. It could also be very general. I need two chairs. I need a coffee table, things like that. So make a list of the things you're going to buy. Again, this list, if it's super long, may really impact your budget. You know, this list, if it's super short, maybe means that you can put some of that money towards creating a closet that you wanted. But if you don't know, if you can't see all the things that you need or all the things you'd like to get, then it's going to be hard to know where you should put the funds and put the efforts. Step 16. This is a fun one too. Start to collect your paint chips, swatches of fabric, swatches from maybe natural woven shades, anything that is something that you would want to put into the house that you can get order a swatch for, whether it's free or they charge you a couple bucks, it's so worth it. Oh, I think this is really critical because the monitors on the computers are not all set the same way. So something can look one way in a picture and then different when it arrives. Sometimes the product has changed slightly at the manufacturers, but they haven't updated the photos. And some photos have been adjusted just to make it look better. And that's not really what it looks like. So if you can get swatches and fabrics, I highly recommend that. 17. In this step, you're going to research the prices and the availability of the things that you want to get. Because you will be surprised. Sometimes the prices vary wildly. And also, here's another tip. Depending on the item that you're going to get, they also might vary wildly the time of year that you're buying. Yes, yes. Oh, and just once you have your list of what you want to buy, now you can start checking the websites to see when they're going to have their sales. And when you see it's going on a pretty good sale, then you know that's time to buy it. Step 18, double check your measurements before you order anything. So that would mean or impact the scale of what you're purchasing. A lot of your shopping might be done online and that chair that looks so comfy just may be too big for your room or too big to get into your room. So these are all things that you need to check out. Yeah, my old red sofa almost didn't make it through the front door of my old house. So yeah, there you go. Yeah. I was really sweating it. So be sure that's going to fit through your door and it's going to work in your room because that's another thing that we see a lot of is furniture that's maybe not quite scaled properly for a room. So that's something that would be nice for you to know before it comes, before you buy it. Right. Do you think about the balance of the room, the scale of the furniture, and how the shapes of the furniture relate to each other? If everything is really heavy, even if you think, oh, it's a light color or whatever, if it goes to the ground, if it's got a slip cover, if it's got you know like kind of a skirting on it, and it just looks like a big solid piece, you might not want all your pieces of the room to look like that. You know, maybe you want some piece where you're seeing a little bit more leg, you know, something that's a little airier, just sort of balance out the 
the visual weight in the room. I would order less and then go back and maybe add the accent chair or add the extra table or something like that. Because you know, once you get it home, it's very hard, especially if you've ordered it online, to return furniture. Absolutely. I think that's an excellent point. Okay, so 19, now you get to buy everything in prioritized order. My suggestion is buy the big stuff first. Mm-hmm. Obviously do your shopping like we talked about and you're going to compare prices, try to get the best price. But if you start buying like, oh, you know, you all of a sudden you have a whole guest room full of little decor pieces and guest towels and a vase and all this stuff. And all of a sudden the budget is like going out the window because you bought all this little stuff. Buy the big stuff first. You can always add in the little stuff later on. Well, and I like to get my biggest bang in the beginning. So if you do your bigger pieces first or your bigger things first, that's going to impact the room more than some small little tray that you're going to put somewhere. So I think it's going to be very gratifying for you as you're working through the project. Yeah, good point. And number 20, the best one. Yes. Put your feet up in your room. Oh, I love it. Pop a bottle of champagne. You know, get, make yourself a cup of tea. Invite some friends over. Enjoy your space. You did it. You went from step one. You assessed. and You came all the way to you know, sitting in that room and enjoying the beauty that you've created. Try to get in all your rooms and use them to their fullest potential and use them the way you want to use them with your family and your friends. That's the joy of putting this all together. The point of all of this and all we talk about all the time is to create this warm and cozy and embracing atmosphere for you and your family. Going through these steps, Anita and I just didn't make these up off the top of our head. This is how we approach things. And then we came together and we tossed ideas back and forth and we combined our ideas and our practices together to put this list together for you. Yeah. And this isn't really a step, but something I just want to mention to you as you're going through this is to stay open to changes because as you're doing all this, you may have a particular chair in your mind's eye that you want to use, or you found a picture of it, but then when you go shopping, you can't find it. Mm. Maybe it's out of stock. Maybe the price is just ridiculous. So, you know, just have some flexibility, uh, or you may find that you had one thing in mind one table in mind. But then when you start looking, you find something you like even more. So be open, be flexible. And uh, I think it's going to be a much more fun process. And it is so fun. And, uh, you know, I think breaking it down into the steps, you you know, you can do a few of them, a lot of them are prep work, you know, just like a, what they say about painting, like 75% of the job or more should be the prep work. Like you need to do the prep work to get the results that you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot that goes into this. And I'm actually thinking about doing a, a kitchen redo with a vacation rental that we have. And there's a lot to it. And it's even more difficult because I don't live there. So I mean, I'm really going to have to go through all these steps to make sure that everything's going to come together properly. And it will. It'd be so beautiful. That'll be so much fun. So Anita, what's our DTT to find for today? Today, we are talking about a gate leg table. I love gate leg tables. We recently talked about drop leaf tables. This is a type of drop leaf table, but it also has this second element where the leaves are supported by an extra leg that swings out like a gate. So that's why it's gate leg, because it swings like a gate. And this is the same type of table we have at our farm. And you've sat at that table 
Uh, and so this is just such a nice thing to have one of these drop leaf tables. We've talked about how flexible they are, but that's where you get the term of the gate leg. I have one of those and I love it. And it is a very versatile piece of furniture as well. Like the ones we talked about recently in episode, what was it? 492, I believe. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we can link that in the show notes, but really great piece of furniture. And now, do you think that the gate leg tables, are they made currently or most of them vintage or antiques? Well, mine is only about six years old. Oh, good to know. Because it's really a great piece of furniture. Well, so I think obviously they still make them, but... Doesn't seem to be nearly as popular as it used to be. And, you know, we've talked about this that I think the versatility was very important back in 100 years ago. People had to make do with what they had. They didn't say, oh, this table isn't working. I'm going to buy a new one. I mean, that what they had was probably they would have their whole lifetime. So I think the versatility was really important. Good to know about. Excellent. I love it. And so how about our crushes? Well, I found a podcast recently that a friend told me about. It's called Cultured Food Life. Uh And it's not about culture as in, you know, snooty tooty stuff. It's about fermented food. (laughs) (laughs) And it's really, you know, about the importance of eating this, that the health benefits and how it it really helps your immune system and so many other things. And it really, she talks about the importance of doing it, the health benefits, and then how to make these foods. So I just listened to a few episodes, but I'm very excited about learning more about it. My friend also gave me some of her homemade kombucha. Kombucha. I thought it was, I thought it was like hooch. I thought it was like heavy duty (laughs) alcohol. (laughs) Well, it is fermented. (laughs) Even if you just have a few spoonfuls a couple times a week you'll get a massive health benefit from it because it's full of probiotics and then she talks also about having prebiotics which is kind of like fertilizer for all those the good bacteria well you can't turn around without having an article or something in your face about gut health so i'm not too surprised that there's a Mm -hmm. podcast dedicated Mm -hmm. to that really interesting so i think if you're interested in health i think you might enjoy it everything starts with your gut if that's off You know, you just cannot be healthy if that's off. Well, I guess that kind of makes sense, right? Well, my crush has nothing to do with food, but it might hit you in the gut. Let me tell you that. It was the most scorchingly beautiful memoir that I have ever read, but I didn't really read it. I listened to it on Audible. Oh, my goodness. It's called The Three, Three Dog Life by Abigail Thomas. Now... I got to learn about Abigail Thomas because I was listening to a gardening podcast that I love, A Way to Garden by uh, Margaret Roach. And Margaret Roach was interviewing Margaret Wrinkle, who I think I've talked to you about before because I loved her book, Late Migrations. And they were talking about an author that they both loved, Abigail Thomas. So I quickly sent myself a little memo on my phone, check this author out because I had never heard of her before. And I was not disappointed. I was just so enthralled and wrapped up in this memoir. I just kept taking really long walks so I could listen to it. I didn't (laughs) want to bring my dogs because I didn't want them barking and interrupting me. So you need to listen to it. You really do. It is so well written. And it is very sad because what happens is Abigail's husband is hit by a car I'm not ruining it for you by telling you that, and suffers a traumatic brain injury and how their life changed 
her outlook on life, how she goes on. It's not going to make you sad. It's going to make you almost grateful. Not necessarily that you didn't have a traumatic brain injury, but just how she reflects on what's going on in their life. It's a beautifully written memoir. I highly recommend it. And it's read by her. So when you're listening to a book and it's read by the author, that usually has even more impact on you. So either in the written word or uh, listening to an audible, I highly recommend Three Dog Life by Abigail Thomas. Well, and it's interesting you mentioned that she reads the book because I've listened to so many audiobooks over the years. And if the author is reading it, I am much more interested in listening to it because the inflection is spot on. Mm. It really does bring the story to life. I tend to like books and movies where someone might say really nothing happens. You know, <laughs> I like slower movies. I like, you know, like Howard's End. Uh, oh, yes. Know, things oh, like yes. that. Yes. And so, but I find with books or movies like that, it's like maybe, maybe someone would say nothing's happening, but really everything's happening. Yes. And oh, so yes. kind of nothing's happening here. Well, it's, they're not aside action. from. Yeah, the relationship uh, books and growth, you know, inner growth, but not, you know, there's not bombs exploding and people running and zombies chasing people. There are no superheroes. Yeah. Yeah, But this is such a, you know, it's just such a tragedy what happened to our husband, but you will really get a lot out of listening or reading this book. I did anyway. Very interesting. I'm going to Mm -hmm. check it out. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, thanks so much for sharing that. And thanks for hanging out with us. And do remember to check out Vodacast, the new podcast player, where you can actually see images of what we're talking about. And remember, we're here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time.